What's up, Video Landers? I'm your host, Brad Hawkins. Welcome to another AV Quickie. Also, just a reminder, if you like this episode, you can find more content at adventuresinvideoland.com or on our Facebook at Adventures in Videoland. We are critics with attitude, which means this episode might contain explicit content. Anything goes when you're in Videoland. Sometimes you might get some inappropriate language, some locker room talk. So if you're easily offended, this might not be the podcast for you. All right, guys, I grew up playing with G.I. Joes. Between me and a good buddy of mine, Videolander Rich Pope, we had all the figures. I'm talking Roadblock, Shipwreck, Cobra Commander, uh, the Evil Twins. We had all of them. Hands down, my favorite childhood toys. I watched the cartoons religiously. I picked up a few of the comics. You know, whenever we stopped by the drugstore, I'd grab one off the rack. I don't even think I knew there was an ongoing story. I just had random G.I. Joe comic books laying around. But all that was secondary. Playing with the toys, the figures, that was my G.I. Joe gateway. It was my creative outlet. I think my love for storytelling began playing on the floor with these characters. Out of all the toys, I remember Tunnel Rat being my favorite. He had a fuckload of guns. He had a little face paint, little smudges that looked like he'd been through the shit. And he had a big backpack that I always imagined would hold more guns. More than the fuckload of guns he already had. This dude was badass. But Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow, they were badass too. You know, when Rich and I would play, we would dump out all of our G.I. Joes, and then we'd each pick one until the pile was gone. His mom also, you know, made us remove the guns because we were super Christian. That's a story for another time. That sucked. But depending on what day it was, Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow, they might have been my first pick. Like, who didn't want Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow in their pile, right? Which is interesting. Like, I learned later in life that Hasbro created Snake Eyes, one of the coolest G.I. Joes ever, just to save money. He was just this chunk of black plastic with no paint, no details, just a very flat design. Yet us kids ate it up. He was a fucking ninja. Especially later, he came with a pet wolf. A ninja with a pet wolf? It's like, get the fuck out of here. Best toy of all time. You know, look, I'm a serious fan of these characters, man. I have a lot of great memories playing on the floor with my friends. But recently, I started thinking. I asked myself, are you really a G.I. Joe fan if you don't know shit about the comics? So I wanted to know more. If you're like me and you're interested in these characters, but you don't have a clue where to start, start by Googling the name Larry Hama. You know, when you think Marvel, you think Stan Lee. You know, you can't think of Batman without thinking of the name Frank Miller. Swamp Thing, you think Alan Moore, which is another gap in my comic knowledge I I hope to fix soon. But again, even I know those two names go together. And when you think G.I. Joe, you think of Larry Hama. He's the godfather of G.I. Joe. Most of his characters that were created for the comics made their way into the toy lines, and then he created the profile cards for the figures. He's the heart and soul of this whole thing. So my recent journey took me to one of his comics titled Silent Interlude. It's often referred to as one of the greatest comic issues in history, which is a tall order. I'm curious to get your thoughts after I post this episode, but it is a really interesting and odd issue for a few reasons. For one, it's completely out of place. Uh, This is issue number 21. It had nothing to do with issue number 20 or the ongoing story. It was just a filler issue, a self-contained one-shot that gave writers time to flesh out the ongoing plot. You see, Marvel couldn't miss a deadline. You can't miss a deadline when you only have 12 times a year to get money from your readers. You know, you don't see that much nowadays. The comic book industry is such a well-oiled machine now. But back in the day, man, it was a safety net so they, they wouldn't get caught with their pants down and their dick hanging out. Marvel called this the inventory system. It's worth a Google. Check it out. But that's the reason Silent Interlude exists. It was a quick filler. But what's really cool 
is it's a completely silent issue. No dialogue whatsoever. Larry Hama wanted to see if he could create a strong narrative without using any word balloons or sound effects. He felt that Marvel had become too wordy, and he wanted to do something different. He wanted to scale it back, get creative. You know, it's funny. I was reading that kids thought they got fucked over. You know, they were holding an issue in their hands that had no words. You know, they flipped through the book in one minute, and they threw it in the trash. They thought it was shit. They thought they got robbed. Now it's become one of the most appreciated single issues of all time. I have a quote from comic book artist Scott McCloud. He said, it was a watershed moment for cartoonists of a generation. You know, I started reading interview after interview, and everyone at the time, everyone in the business said they remember the impact of this single issue. You know, it's a, it's a really interesting comic to read about, uh, but best issue of all time? Uh, I don't know. Overall, I think the story is just okay. I think the idea of this book is better than the story. Again, it was just a quick filler to help meet a deadline. So they didn't need some complex story. They didn't need a complex issue. It's just a fun, quick adventure. The gist of the story is that Storm Shadow kidnaps Scarlet. Snake Eyes goes to save her. They get away. And then it's revealed at the end that there's a connection between Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow. Which, by the way, this is Storm Shadow's first appearance in the comics, which was a big selling point for me. But yeah, that's it. Again, pretty basic for being one of the best single issues of all time. Uh, there are a few interesting beats. Honestly, it's actually progressive for its time. Scarlet gets kidnapped, you know, but she doesn't need saved. You know, she breaks free on her own. She dupes Storm Shadow, steals a fucking Cobra glider all by herself and escapes the silent castle. You know, that's a strong female character for 1984. Hell, that's a strong female character for 2019. Storm Shadow looks like shit, but, <laughs> but whatever. But again, it's honestly not the greatest story. Everything is very thin. The action isn't the greatest. The rescue mission is completely unnecessary since, again, Scarlet can handle herself. But I will say that I think the art pops in an 80s kind of way. I love the colors in this book. There's also an awesome panel where Snake Eyes is jumping out of a plane. Balls out, man. It's badass. I posted a few pics to our Instagram account, so if you want, go check those out. Um, overall, I know I've said some pretty unflattering things about the story and the action, but look, man, I absolutely love this book. I love the idea of Silent Interlude. Uh, to me, this book is about an artist taking chances. It's about shaking things up and trying something different. This will be a book that I return to for creative inspiration. I think this issue can be given to anyone that is creating something, anything, a novel, a comic, a film, music. I think this book is great for artists, not for just G.I. Joe fans. And that's what makes this book special to me. You know, I bought this book for Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow, and I got something better. I got something more. I got inspired. You know, I love when artists step outside the boundaries and they take chances. So yeah, I completely recommend Silent Interlude. Go grab it. It's a very easy read. It's not going to take a lot of your time. Go get the 30th anniversary edition. Um, it has an all-new commentary by Larry Hama, his original layouts. I think it's worth the $20 price tag on Amazon. Um, on a side note, I also picked up G.I. Joe Snake Eyes slash Storm Shadow written by Chuck Dixon. I honestly thought it was very average and I wouldn't recommend that one. Um, I just ordered the best of Snake Eyes, which also has Silent Interlude. But I say spring for that 30th anniversary hardcover with the behind-the-scenes interviews and sketches. And I just ordered the best of Larry Hama, which also has Silent Interlude. So if you pick up anything Larry Hama, you'll probably get Silent Interlude. You know, I can't wait to talk about those books if they live up to the hype. 
Anyway, those are my quick thoughts. I hope you enjoyed this quickie as much as I did. Let me know if you agree or disagree in the comment section of this episode. Do you think Silent Interlude is one of the best single issues of all time? If not, what's your favorite issue? Let me know. Let me know what G.I. Joe comics I should be reading and maybe I'll talk about them. Anyway, thanks for taking this journey with me. You can find me on adventuresinvideoland.com. I'm on Instagram, but the conversation always begins and ends on Facebook. If you're looking for a long-form podcast with some guys just shooting the shit about movies, then look for our weekly episodes on the website. You've been listening to Criticism in its finest hour. Until next time, my good people, go Joe. Yeah.